What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies podcast for the Memorial. This is the betting preview. We're talking the Memorial. It's uh, Jack's Place, Mirfield Village, Columbus, Ohio. Beautiful track. We just finished recording the DFS show. The podcast juice is flowing. Um, we're ready to have a good time tonight, talk some outright bets, talk some top 20s. Uh, and then at the end of the show, we're going to have some special uh, bonus content, you know, because surely you haven't heard enough about Brooks and Bryson. Me and Pat are going to give our two cents on it. We're going to toss our two cents in the ring on Brooks and Bryson, hit you with that. And uh, it's going to be a good time. First of all, we'd love to say uh, happy Memorial Day to everybody. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. And we want to thank uh, those that have served our military and given the ultimate sacrifice, paid the ultimate price for our freedom to be able to do a show like this and say whatever we want to say and be stupid and just say stuff and uh, obviously a lot of other things. But happy Memorial Day uh, and thank you to the families that uh, sacrifice a lot uh, as well. Uh, we appreciate you and we uh, we love love all of our our service men and women that listen to this podcast. We appreciate you. Um, yeah. Excited about it. And as always, presented to you by our friends at Fantasy National. Head over to fantasynational.com slash TJ and sign up for a membership, right? Weekly, monthly, or annual membership. Try it out for a week. Just spend 10 bucks or whatever it costs. Try it out for a week. And and if you love it, then upgrade. And you still get to keep the 20% off discount for as long as you're a Fantasy National member because you sign up at fantasynational.com slash TJ. And if you don't love it, then you're probably, I don't know, something probably wrong with you, but it's okay. Uh, it's okay. We're not going to hold it against you. You can still come back and listen to the show. But I don't know why you wouldn't love it because it's the best place to go to get anything golf-related, stats, lineup builders, optimizers. Um, uh, you could do models, however you like to do models. You could do models, complicated models, simple models, medium models, all the models. You could do that. You could do head-to-head match. You could use the head-to-head matchup betting tool. They've got the live leaderboard where during the tournaments, if you do showdowns or live betting, you can see who's gaining strokes, where, make all those decisions. And all the data is backed and licensed to Fantasy National by the PGA Tour. Not a lot of places can say that. Fantasy National can. It's our go-to spot. It has been for four years. We've been working with those guys since day one. They continue to improve the product. Go to fantasynational.com slash TJ today. Get that 20% off, baby. Uh, Jordan Spieth lost to Jason Kokrak because I don't know why. It was weird. He lost it. <laughs> That's a good way to... I bet Kokrak appreciates that. So Jordan Spieth <laughs> lost to Jason Kokrak. It just, in the most I mean, it golfing. just... It was stupid. It was stupid. Jordan has dominated that place for so long. It's in his backyard. Literally no one in the crowd wanted Kokrak to win, or Kokrak as the the... the the announcer on the first tee explained. I don't know if you saw that. They, they called him Cockrack. Did you see that? I didn't see it's that. freaking amazing. <laughs> That's great. Um, no, literally, yeah. they got his name wrong. Like Nobody wanted him to win. Nobody in the state of Tejas wanted Jason Cockrack to beat the golden child. And, I mean, you just you would have bet a lot of money that he would have pulled it out, but he didn't. And he even said after the round, he, he lost it. Like, he said he didn't know where the... When he pulled the club back, he didn't know where the ball was going. Something to think about if you're looking at laying down some cash on him this week. But it was just, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. But by uh, the way, do you feel like on these holiday weekends that, like, I watch less golf 
when we get these holiday weekends, like you would think you might get to relax a little bit or, or whatever. And for some reason, I, I didn't even hardly watch any of it over the weekend. I didn't. I got to admit it. I didn't watch really any of it. I had stuff to I had stuff I was doing. Yeah, I actually agree. I didn't watch hardly any of it either. I watched some on Thursday and Friday at my office, but. Well, yeah, I watched that, but over the, once you hit these holidays, like a Memorial Day, like a Monday holiday, yeah. like Labor Day, and, and you know, you just, you got too much going on. It's well, hard to hit a lot of golfers. I didn't watch any, um, I didn't watch any on Labor Day because they didn't play. But I didn't watch any yesterday or something. No, I mean, like, Labor Day weekend night. No. Um, you know, today they didn't play because today was Memorial Day, but it's a holiday and like you're doing all kinds of stuff. Anyway, that's all I got to say. I just don't, it's just, I didn't see any of it. Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of it either. I watched a little bit of the last, um, I watched like the last six holes on Sunday. That was it. All right. Um, let's get into this, Pat. We talked about Mirfield Village a little bit on the DFS show. Let's hear about it. And uh, we also heard from a couple caddies on the grounds that walked it today. They've made a lot of renovations to the golf course. You can feel free to pass that information on if you want, or I can later, but tell us about Mirafield Village. Yeah, so we did talk extensively about the course on the DFS show, but it is uh, Mirafield Village Golf Club. It is a par 72 playing just over 7,500 yards, which is about 100 yards longer than it has been playing because that's about what they added to to this course uh, with the renovations. You got 120 players this week. It is an invitational just like we had last week. T65 and ties will make the cut, which means you're going to have a lot more that make the cut this week. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot from your betting uh, picks, but it does uh, in DFS. Um, you know, these greens have always been pretty undulating greens, and they, they haven't really changed a ton as far as that's concerned. There is a lot of undulation still, but they're all new, pretty much all new. I think they changed 14 of 18 greens, totally redid them. Bent grass greens, they've got sub-air under almost all of them now. Um, so they've got that there. They've got uh, this Kentucky bluegrass rough, bent grass fairways. Uh, everything has pretty much been redone on this entire golf course. But I still think it's going to play pretty similar to how it has in the past. It's always been a second-shot shot golf course, strokes gained approach, ball striking. Those are going to be key this week. Um, but I do think you want to look at your good putters on bent grass greens um, because Jack always wants to get this course tough. You know, he wants some putting firm. He wants some putting fast. Like I said, a lot of undulation. I do think if you miss these greens, you do need to be pretty good at scrambling because I think they're going to have the rough pretty high here in this Kentucky bluegrass rough. Um, and they've narrowed, narrowed the fairways a little bit here with the renovations, So they're not, uh, they're not, playing quite as wide as they have been in the past. I think that's something we're going to look at. Driving accuracy, uh, good drive gained, or good drives gained, which is a fantasy national stat. I mentioned ball striking. That's another stat I'm looking at. Uh, And I'm going to still look at course history. Maybe not quite as much this year. um, But like I said, I do think the course is going to play, you know, as a stern test like it always does, and still pretty similar. Your past champions, John Rahm, in 2021 at nine under Patrick Cantlay at 19 under in 2019 Bryson DeChambeau 15 under he won in 2018 Duff Daddy Jason Duffner 13 under in 2017 and old Dirt McGirt William McGirt in 
2016, one at 15 under. So, nice. There you go. Um, did hear from a couple caddies that walked the course today. Um, here's a couple quotes. This place is definitely more of a ball strikers course now than just a pure bombers track. Um, so, you know, I know Jack added some trees, maybe a little tighter in some places. And, and then he says, uh, a little easier to get up and down than in the past. Not as penal if you miss the greens. They took out some crazy slopes on some greens, and they added a little slope where they needed to uh, on others. But ov- overall, easier to get up and, up and down. So there you go. Sorry, uh, I burped up my pirate booty there. And, uh, but yeah, there's uh, some, some information from the ground. We'll have a lot more of that in the Nut Hut. For those of you in the Nut Hut. Uh, we'll have we'll have some more of that uh, chatter and more information from our caddy friends on the ground at Jack's place. Should be a great time. I'm excited about it, buddy. Yeah, I kind of looked at um, I kind of looked at uh, strokes gain approach. Obviously, is the number one. It's most important. Driving accuracy, I think, is also important. You got to be in the fairway here. Strokes gain around the green. I looked at strokes gain ball striking at Mirfield Village over the last 24 rounds, specifically at Mirfield Village, to see who. Tita Green plays this place really well because the finish position doesn't always tell the story of how they got there. So I did look at that. Um, yeah, I'm ready to go, man. Good drives gained. That's a proprietary fantasy national stat. I like that one here because the fairways are still a little wider here at um, uh, at Mirfield. They're not like Harbor Town tight. So good drives gained. You know, did they get it? Did they hit it in the fairway or did they miss the fairway? But they still were able to get it on the green in regulation with their next shot. I like that stat at Fantasy National. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. You definitely have uh, a, an interesting mix here. You mentioned the past champions. Definitely a mix of, of, in terms of odds. You know, you had John Rahm, obviously shorter number there. But Jason Duffner, William McGirt, like pretty long. David Lingmurth, some pretty long shot bombs. David Lingmurth. David Lingmurth. I he yeah. won this guy. Yeah, you remember he won this? Like pretty long bombs have hit here at Mirfield Village, which is int- very interesting because as you know, strong a field as it is, everybody wants to win Jack's event. You can come out here and, and you know, shock the world. So I'll be looking at that when it comes to, uh, you know, reaching down in the, in the depths of the triple-digit range, both on this show and on my written article on tourjunkies.com, DB's Big Balls betting card. Something to pay attention to. Uh, also, something to pay attention to, Pat, and I know you've been paying more attention to it, is your overall health. You know what I mean? You wanted to get healthier. You want to start working out. And our friends at Golf Forever hooked you up. You wanted something that you could do from home on your own time, right? And you didn't need, like, gym equipment or a membership. And Golf Forever assigns you new workouts and exercises to do every day. And it's great because you don't really know what to do other than that. You know what I mean? They can be, you know, you don't need a lot of equipment. You can do it in your living room. Super easy. And if you want to get in better shape or you just want to improve the way you feel during or after a round of golf and you want to play golf forever, which all of us want to be able to do, go to golfforever.com and enter promo code TOUR99 to get Golf Forever's membership for just $99 a year. It saves you $51 because you're a tour junkie. That's it. $51. It saves you that. That's TOUR99. Golf Forever was co-created by major champion Justin Leonard and Dr. Jeremy James and features uh, biomechanic experts that work with uh, five players ranked in the top 30 world golf rankings, Mr. Dr. Troy Van Beeson, okay? 
And the, the app, the Golf Forever app, delivers recommended daily exercise routines and a library of over 500 videos if you just want to search and do your own thing. So head over to GolfForever.com, use promo code TOUR99, and save $51 off the yearly plan. It's good stuff, man. Get yourself more flexible. Get yourself more bendy. You know, everybody needs to be more bendy. People are too not bendy these days, too stiff. You got be, to be bendier. You know what I mean? That's yeah, what I feel like do. that's a strength of mine is flexibility. Surprisingly enough, I just got Casamigos up my nose. Really? Are you flexible? Yeah, it goes back to my gymnastics days. Oh God, I forgot you were in gymnastics. You were, Do you remember? I will never forget this. Like I don't. There's certain comments that I, I like. I just never forget. <laughs> Shocker! You're so and always offended at something. No, and I remember this. Um, we were playing, and my memory guest actually. Uh, at the landings, this was like two or three years ago. I cannot and believe we were, whatever you're about to say. This is amazing to me. Go ahead. When we were about to, uh, we were about to tee off on the first hole for the day, and I, you, you took a video. Of course, you took a video, and I was stretching. I was stretching, and your wife, Mrs. Domination, sent an Instagram message, and she said, and she, I, you could go back and ask her. She said. I am like basically I don't know word for word, but it's like I'm shocked at how flexible Pat is. I guarantee you she will not remember saying that, but it's hilarious telling that you. you remember her telling you that. Yeah. My word. Um, well good, man. I'm glad I'm glad about that for you. Flexible flexibility is key on the golf. Like you don't have to have a whole lot of strength, but if you got some flexibility, you can uh you can play golf well. Good lord. Anyway, what, what let's get even, on. What are we to even doing? What are we even doing? Um, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching live. Uh, and if you're not watching live, still thank you. Uh, I want you to comment because we're about to get into this after the the betting talk. We're going to talk about the Brooks Bryson thing. In the comment section, are you Team Brooks or are you Team Bryson or are you neither? And do you think it was staged? Do you think the whole thing is a plot? Is a, is a coup, you know, a coup d'etat. Uh, leave that in the comments on YouTube. It helps us out. It helps the algorithm. You know, the algorithm, the mysterious algorithm pushes us. The more you comment, that helps us out. We would appreciate you doing that. It's a little thing you can do. It just takes a couple seconds. Knock that out. Team Brooks, Team Bryson, is it staged? Is it, a, is it all a coup? What do you think? We're going to get to that in just a little bit. Uh, all right, Pat, let's talk about the betting market here. Let's look at outright bets. Top of the betting board is John Rahm on DraftKings Sportsbook as well as points bet. Now then you've got some different you got some differences here. Differences of opinion between DK and points bet. Points bet would have it uh, go John Rahm and then Bryson and Jordan at 14 to 1 and then Rory at 16 to 1, Morikawa and JT and Victor Hovland at 17 to 1. But now DraftKings has John Rahm at eleven and a half to one as your favorite, and then they go Victor Hovland and JT at fifty to uh, fifteen to one, Rory at sixteen and a half, Morikawa sixteen and a half, Xander and Spieth at sixteen and a half, followed by Cantlay at seventeen and Bryson all the way down at eighteen and a half on DK Sportsbook, but fourteen to one on uh, points bet. So some differences of opinion here. I'm not buying the Bryson to play. Although the 18 and a half number is a little tempting, 
What are you going to do up top? Well, I actually like the Bryson play what? at 18 and a half to one. Now, I didn't like him on DFS because I think his ownership will be a little bit higher. But I think Bryson, if you're getting him at 18 and a half to one, I'm fine with it. I think you take it. I think I you jump on it at 18 and a half to one. He's won here before, obviously. Um, now, I do think the stats that was lately when he aren't was a, shown. That was when he was little, though. He was not on steroids. Yeah, it is different than, you know, he, he, was, wasn't, he was a needle little in his ass like Kenny Powers. Point. But still, I think that's a good number for him. So I like Bryson there. But my favorite number is Xander, you know, at 16 and a half to one. I like Xander Shoffley this week a lot. I mentioned him on the well, DFS. He's, he's, he's 20 to one on points bet, buddy. He's 20 to one on points bet. Okay, well, I'll take him at 20 to 1 on points bet. I'm just giving you the DraftKings Sportsbook number, but yeah, I'll take him at 20 to 1 on points bet, even, even more so. That's why I got to have that number. Why I got to have more than one book, people. And listen, if you're in uh, New Jersey or in, I think, Indiana, uh, Colorado, or may, and maybe one other place, I can't remember. If you're in any of those places and you want to open up an account with these points bet or DraftKings Sportsbook, head over to tourjunkies.com and click on the Sportsbook page and get you an offer. You know what I mean? There's something you can do. All right, so you're going Xander at 20 to 1, huh? Yeah, I like it. I like him. him. I like Xander here. Um, I'm pretty tempted by Morikawa at 17 to 1 on points bet. And um Patrick Cantley at 20 to 1, right there next to your boy Xander at, at uh, on points bet. Uh, so points bet's kind of the better number here in the shorter range. I think that's going to change as we work down the betting board here on DraftKings, but um, I, I love Morikawa. The, the approach play is just so freaking solid. The iron play continues to be so, so, so solid. Now, he won here at Jack's Place the week before the Memorial when we played the work day here, but it was set up much, much, much different. Um, we didn't really talk about that on this show, but the 2020 Memorial was set up to be pretty freaking tough. And this golf course can get pretty tough. So uh, I think Jack's going to have it play tough. I don't know that it's going to play as difficult as it did last year, but. Morikawa at seventeen to one is is pretty tempting. The way those irons are rolling, you just need to. He just needs to have a few putts drop in the hole, and he's and he's he's there. He can run away with one. Uh, and then Cantlay's coming around. I've been on him for a few weeks. I was on him at the PGA. I was a believer at the PGA. He played great there. The irons that we've always known to be so so solid are now trending in the right direction. If you look over the last twenty four rounds. Where he was ranked, when you look at that, at that range, it was not great. As you get to the last 12, the last eight, and the last four rounds at the PGA, he is markedly better. He's trending in the right direction with the irons. Now he arrives at a place that he's got a tremendous record, of, you know, record at. He gained strokes at, at uh, Muirfield Village like crazy. Loves this place. I love the value at 20-1 to 1 on Patrick Cantlay. I think that's going to get shorter. Um. Moving down the board, I like two guys at 30 to 1. Well, no, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just going to go one guy at 30 to 1. What if Hideki Matsuyama won at Jack's mm. place? You know what I mean? He could. He's, he's played, got the perfect game. He's played here so, he's played here so well. He's, he's done very good here, uh, Hideki has. Let me, let me pull up Hideki real quick. Uh, in the last 24 rounds at Jack's place specifically, strokes gained ball striking. So that's off the tee and approach. He's 23rd in this field uh, in that category. Um, I mean, he, he's like, he just, Hideki's a built for this place. Like, you don't have to be super long. 
You just have to hit fairways, which he does. You have to hit greens and regulation, which he does. You got to drop a few putts, which he doesn't, but we know he can. He just won on Ben Grass at Augusta National. Uh, and actually, kind of surprised me with how well he played at the PGA. I, I wasn't expecting him to, to play that great. He made the cut at the Byron Nelson, that kind of shaking the rust off. Then he finishes T23 at the, at the PGA. I wasn't expecting it, but here he is. He's back. Like he's, he's a hard working dude. 30 to 1 is an interesting number, and I, and I like it. So uh, I'm going to go with Hideki. As you work down the board, where, where are you going? Well, I don't mind Hideki there. I think that's a good number. Um, I really like Joaquin Neiman at 50 to 1. That's where he is on points, but now he's just shorter on uh, DraftKings. He is at 35 to 1 on, on DraftKings. So you're getting him at a pretty good number there, I think, uh, at 50 to 1 uh, for Joaquin Neiman. I mentioned on the uh, DFS show, I like him there. You know, great ball striker, great approach play. Um, I think this is a good course fit for him. So I'm 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 a big fan of Neiman here at uh in the middle middle range here at fifty to one. Don't really have anybody though shorter in, in like in between like the Xander twenty to one. I don't okay. mind Hideki there. Um Okay. You know, you got you got guys like Connors and Oosthausen and Fitzpatrick and Reed and whatever else. I just, I just don't like any of them this week. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, I got a lot more names written down here in like the fifty to eighty-five to one range. Um, so I'm with you there. Let me, let me give you a few here. Um, I'm gonna start with Shane Lowry. I'm a big Shane Lowry believer this week. He checks every single box. Strokes gain approach. Strokes gain ball striking here at Mirfield Village. He's done very well. Tee to green here. Strokes gain off the tee. Strokes gain around the green. Great scrambler. Uh, good drives gained. Finding fairways. Shane Lowry's doing that. And, and the form is good. T4 at the PGA. T9 at the Heritage. I mean, I think Shane Lowry is a very solid bet, and he's 60-1 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. He's won a WGC. He's won a major. Like, he's won big tournaments before. This is not above Shane Lowry in terms of just strength of field and competitive nature of this, of this event. I love him at 60 to one. Um, I'm going to give you an off the wall pick here. I, I didn't give you, I, I don't know. I don't know if I did. I don't know if I gave you any off the wall picks in the DFS side, but I'm going to give you an absolute, just holy, sh- you know, crap balls moment at 70 to one, a Georgia bulldog. Russell Henley. Ooh. Kick me in the dick. I don't know. I, just kick me. I, but, but, dude, I mean, how sexual, how sexy is his ball striking? It's so good. Opportunities gained fourth in the field. Approach play, 23rd in the field. Good drives gained seventh in the field. He just cannot putt, which is unfreaking believable to me. But he actually does gain strokes on bent grass, okay? He did gain strokes at the PGA Championship. He gained one stroke, which is a great, that's an improvement over what he's been doing. And it's like he has these weeks where he'll go a few weeks in a row losing strokes big time, and then bang, like he'll gain nine strokes, eight strokes, right? In, in the fall of 2020, he was losing strokes, losing strokes, and then all of a sudden he came to the CJ Cup and he gained nine strokes putting, and he finished third. And then he, and then like, uh, he got on a little like medium run of being at least positive, but barely getting over one stroke gained. And then all of a sudden at the Honda this year, he gained 8.2 and finished third again. 
Like he just, it just, ha- it just like all of a sudden it pops up. But what, ha- what we see because his ball striking is so good. If the putting can, ju- if he can just have one hot week, he's got top 10 after top 10, top five after top five. Like he can do it and he could, he could possibly pop up here and win it. So at 70 to one, I might just throw a little, little quarter unit on Russell Henley just to piss it away. But it's just, it's tempting to me. Very tempting to me. All right, hit me with a couple others in the mid-range. Okay, well, um, I mentioned again. No, on no the, thoughts on, on Russell DFS. Henley, by the way? Is that, does that just terrify you? What do you think? No, about I don't mind it. Well, I'm about stupid? to throw something out even more terrifying. Whoa. I mean, it's like, Ooh. it's like, uh, like some King Kong terrifying coming King on you Kong here. Terrifying. Why? Why? My kids have been, Why? my kids have been Why? watching Why? some King Kong lately. I don't know. Um, Charlie Hoffman at 55 to one. I mean, look, Charlie Hoffman has just been absolutely incredible with his irons lately. Everything yeah. about his game is, uh, just pointing towards, he should have a win here at any time. So I like Charlie Hoffman at 55 to one. I like Gary Woodland also at 66 to one. He's a guy we've seen trending in the right direction as well. Um, this is a good course fit for him. He has a pretty decent history here. Um, finished well here when the, at the workday championship last year. Um, I think he had a T5 finish. So Gary Woodland, I just like the the direction he's going right now, and I will take him at 66 to 1. And then here's where I'm going to throw a little shocker at you. Ooh, the shocker. I don't like him really in DFS because I don't like, I think his price is still a little bit too high. Okay. But... We saw some things from him at the PGA Championship that were very positive. He gained nine strokes total in that event. 4.6 strokes from tee to green. He gained four and a half strokes on approach. 2.2 strokes around the green. And 4.4 strokes putting. Pretty good. He is also a pretty good putter. In general, on bent grass greens, he is at 75 to 1, mm-hmm. and he has a pretty good history playing on this course. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, don't. Um, is, it, is it Schwartzel? It is not. Okay, I don't know. And we even have heard from his coach. Oh. His game is almost there, Whoa. and it's coming around. Is this Ricky? Ricky Fowler, seventy-five to one. What, dude? Seventy-five okay. to one. It keeps getting longer. It gets longer. I talked to about him like a few weeks, I mean, or months ago, and he was at fifty to one or forty to one or whatever. But I like Ricky Fowler at seventy-five to one. You know, and it would be a great story if he won. We've seen guys like Jordan Spieth find his game. Ricky, I think finishing that top 10 in the PGA on a very difficult course, on a very difficult day. Uh, now, he did, ha- he did start a little bit earlier, and so he didn't, uh, he didn't have it quite as difficult as some of those afternoon guys. But we've seen some things from, from, some, yeah, can't even talk, from Ricky lately. So I like him. I like him at 75 to 1. Now, if you don't want to bet him at 75 to 1, you can also get him as a top 20 bet. I think I wrote this down somewhere, but no. I can't even remember what the top 20 bet is. But anyway, bet him top 20. Dude, like, I, 
I think I kind of like it, man. And honestly, I didn't even look at him. I didn't even look at him. I didn't even see his name. I scrolled and never saw him. And his name never registered in my COVID fog brain. But I kind of like it at 75 to 1. If only for, he's five, producer Sam, thank you. He's 5 to 1 on DK for a top 20. I love, I actually love that. I kind of like it, man. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the PJ was a big confidence booster for him. I think we did talk to his coach talking about how he's he's coming. Um, does have a, a really solid record here at Jack's Place. And wouldn't it just be the 2020-2021 season for Ricky to win? I mean, you've got the research. We talked about it last week. The, the yeah. resurgent old guys, right? The storylines. You got Phil, the PGA. You got Jordan coming back. And then if Ricky won... I mean, the only, like Ricky winning a major would be the, the biggest thing, but obviously this is not a major, but this is a big event. This is a big event. It uh, would just be pretty freaking special. And it's 75 to 1. I, now, DFS, I'm a full-on fade at 8,000. I don't like him at 8,000 there, but, but I, I think that one. 75 to 1 number is, is Dude, I like uh, that. It's appealing. I actually like that. I, I think that's very, very nice. That's a good find by you. Dude, I'm telling you, I scrolled in it. I never saw his name. Literally never saw it. He just wouldn't. It's there. But I didn't see it. There's a life lesson in that. You know what I mean? There's things in life that are there. You just don't see them. You got to see them. You got to open up your eyeballs. Um, You know, some things that some guys are starting to see is wrinkles on their face. Um, Or maybe some acne scars. Or maybe maybe your skin is real dry. Um, Maybe you play golf a lot and you don't protect your skin. The guys on the PJ Tour protect their skin, right? You should. You golf in the sun. The sun is the sun is not your friend. So whether you're tackling dry skin or acne scars, wrinkles, you just want to do some some healthy skin. You need you need to do some healthy. Um, this is the product we would use, and that's our friends at Caldera Labs. Okay, Caldera Lab have produced they produce a new multifunctional face serum called the Good. That's all you need to know. Really, mm. I could honestly just stop the whole thing right now and just say go. I could just say anything called the good is yeah. I I could just say go ahead good. to Caldera Lab, uh, buy the good and enter discount code Tour Junkies at checkout, and that's all you need to know. You don't you shouldn't need to hear anything else because it's called the good. Like that's freaking that's a killer name. But in just a couple weeks, your skin can be much smoother and firmer. You want firm skin. You want a you want tight right. You want like fresh tight baby skin, soft but tight. You know what I mean. My wife has a nightly facial routine, and she always gets on to me because I never do anything about my face. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be wrinkle-free for you when we're old, but you're not going to be wrinkle-free for me. You don't love me. And now that I'm using this Caldera Lab serum, and wow, I just— wrinkles in love. I didn't even know that was yeah, that. Yeah, that's the thing. And now I use the mm-hmm. Caldera Lab serum. I just put the dropper on, and I put on my face, and now she's like, it kind of turns her on a little bit. She's like, oh, okay, now you're taking care of your face. I like that. Um, it just works, man. Best of all, you can try it 100% risk-free. If you don't love it, they'll refund you in full. That's good stuff. So head over to Caldera Lab, that's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B, and enter pr- promo code Tour Junkies at checkout. All one word, promo code Tour Junkies. As a listener, you get 20% off your first Caldera Lab purchase. That's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B. Get yourself, uh, .com. Get yourself some of that good. You know what I mean? And just just try that. It's good stuff. I have one more guy 
before we get to the triple digits, and that's Matt Wallace. And I'm going to keep saying his name, mm-hmm. and people are going to roll their eyes, and people are going to be like, oh, God, here's DB. Talk about Matt Wallace again. But, I mean, damn it if Matt Wallace is not continuing to check all the boxes. Now, last couple of events, he's kind of, he's kind of flamed out a little bit. I'm a little concerned about the the two events in a row with negative strokes gained on approach when before he was kind of killing that, but uh, I'm still believing. And the number is is actually gone up. We've been betting him at 71, 70 to one the last couple of weeks. Now he's at eighty five to one. Now obviously it's a stronger field, uh, but I just I, I can't. Matt, he's doing too many things really really well. His first time here last year in twenty twenty, he finished fourth in a very you know very difficult test. Um, love, I love Matt Wallace here. I think 85 to one. Why, why would I stop betting him now? I'm not gonna. So there you go. Triple digit range. If we're talking about that, my boy HV three at 125 to one. Now this would be a heck of a breakout victory on the PJ tour. Cause he doesn't have one, but he's come really close. He's come close in tough fields, tough events, Riviera. He should have won. Um, had him at 100 to one there when he topped a three wood off the tee on the back nine on Sunday. We won't talk about that. He just finished runner up at Harbor Town, a tight place where you got to hit some fairways. You got to hit greens and reg. He's playing well right now. We just need him to drop a few putts. I love HV3 at 125 to one. I think there's a long shot value there. Patton Kazire at 140 to one. The guy's coming off a two back to back top tie for th- this. That's a weird statement to say. Back-to-back T3s. That's just weird. He's coming off of back-to-back T3s. Um, you know, he's a little erratic off the tee at times, but the good drives gained number, he's 38th in the field and good drives gained over the last 24 rounds. So he may not hit all the fairways, but he doesn't miss it by much. He's a pretty good putter on bent grass. The approach play's coming around for Patton Kazire. He's killing it on that in the last couple of events. He's a two-time PGA Tour winner with two back-to-back you know, top three finishes like at 140 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. That is Mooey Long. You know what I mean? That's Mooey Long. And then finally, I'm going to give you a guy that we didn't talk about on the DFS show, Pat. Did not talk about him. But I'll tell you what, he, he plays well on difficult golf courses. He is 11th in opportunities gained on fan. That's a proprietary fantasy national stat. In the last 24 rounds, he's 22nd in strokes gain off the tee, 29th in strokes gain around the green. He is a lot like our boy Russell Henley. Um, he just needs to make a few putts, and that is Mr. Aaron Wise at 160 to one. PJ Tour winner Aaron Wise. He's a terrible freaking putter, okay? But he's a boomer bust guy, uh, boomer bust guy. And and I'm gonna at 160 to one. I'm willing to take the gamble on him. And I think uh, I think I'll play a little Aaron Wise. Now he's a bomber. He's a bomber, but he plays these little these tighter, shorter, difficult courses pretty well. So I'll go with Aaron Wise one sixty to one. Okay, uh, a few for me. Um, one I'll just say that I just noticed was uh, you, you kind of brought him up to me when I was talking about Ricky Fowler, but that was Charles Schwartzel earlier. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, a guy that's been playing really well recently. Now he is a hundred and seventy five to one on the DraftKings Sportsbook, but 100 to 1 on points bet. So there is a big difference there. I mean, if you can get yeah. Charles on points bet, I mean, on DraftKings at 175 to 1, that is a that is a damn good number for a guy we've seen play well lately. He's contended even 
Um, I like him. Um, Here's the thing that I, I think, like, I, I'm tr- I'm putting myself in the listener's position right now, Pat. If you're listening to this, going Charles Schwartzel, what what are we talking about? David Lingmurth, William McGirt have won this event. (laughs) And they both won it when it was an invitational. Like, this wasn't some second-tier event on the PJ Tour. This has been a top-tier event on the PJ Tour for years. William McGirt, David Lingmurth. So it's not like they weren't playing against the best in the world. They were. So these guys can do it. Charles Schwartzel could have a resurgent win with his goofy hat. Yeah, he He really could. Um, Also, I like some Taylor Gooch, though, at 110 to 1. I talked about him also on the DFS show. Look, this guy has been playing just fantastic golf lately. Um, You know, I think this is a great fit for him. You look across the board, really, at the stats for that I that I have sort of lined up for Taylor Gooch. I mean, top 30 in the field in ball striking, approach, par five scoring. Top 40 in, in putting on bent grass greens. Check the box and good drives gained. Also in scrambling. So really, like, you know, Jack Nicholas talked about this course challenging every aspect of your game. Taylor Gooch has all of that going for him. Now, he doesn't have, you know, the greatest history here. But he did play the Workday Championship uh, last year. And uh, I believe finished in the top 20. Could be wrong. Yep, top 20 last year in the workday. So I think Taylor Gooch makes a lot of sense. And then if you don't like him there, this is kind of a transition, DB. This is called oh. a transition. Oh, into okay. Some top, some top 20 bets. Oh, I see you what get, you're doing. You can get Taylor Gooch at 3-1. to one. So plus 300 uh, just to finish top 20. So if you don't want to, you know, do that 110-1 to one, uh, bet, then uh, take him at 3-1. to one. Interesting. Yeah, that's a great transition, Pat, setting up the top 20s here. Uh, I'm going to do something I haven't done uh, on the show because normally, you know, we do top 20s. We do we do um, longer stuff, right? But, I, you know, I know people are like, oh, you know, I, I want I, I need winners and I, I have a big bankroll and I need shorter numbers, you know. I don't always want your long shot bullshit, you know, stuff. So I do have a couple shorties. I got a couple shorties that I feel really good about. Um, I know I just kind of sprung that on you, but Keegan Bradley, I feel good about as a top 20. He's plus 150. Okay. Keegan has been a ball striking machine since he, since he came out of the womb, you know, really, really he has been. Um, but especially this year, he's really been doing it. One, you know, plus 150, it feels good. Matt Wallace, I already talked about him. He's two to one. That, that one, that one feels good. As we get into the longer numbers, I talked about HV3. I talked about uh, Kazire. HV3 is three and a half to one. Kazire is four to one. I actually had Charles Schwartzel written down. He's five to one. I think that's actually probably that's a really good value for Schwartzel, five to one. I, I, I like that one. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to give you Peter Malnati at 10 to one. That's a, that one right there is a, that one's a long, that's what we call a long shot in the, re, in the business. Now, in 2019, he finished T17 at this event. Peter Malnati did. Pat. Yeah, I finished mm. T17. Did you know that? You probably did mm-hmm. not. Uh, Peter is known as an accurate player, uh, hits fairways, and, hits, and makes a ton of putts. He's a very good putter. But the irons are trending for Peter Malnati. That's something that I noticed is if you look over the last 24 rounds, where is he? 
He was uh, seven. He'd be seventy sixth in this field in the last twenty four rounds. You look in the last eight rounds, forty seventh. Look in the last four rounds, thirty ninth. Irons have been doing okay. Malnati's turning around. He's trending. You know, irons are okay. He hits a lot of fairways. He always makes putts. Ten to one is a top twenty. Could be a thing. It's a bomb, but it's something I'm looking at. That's it. All right, a few top twenties for me outside of Taylor Gooch. Uh, I always want to bet and play Lucas Glover. I, I don't, but I don't think he can win. You kind of do. I, I need to. St- I need to stop thinking that he can win, but maybe he can. I don't yeah. know. But but you're getting Lucas Glover at plus three thirty five. I like that number. This is a great fit for him. He's been playing extremely well recently. Checks a ton of boxes. So at plus three thirty five for a top twenty, I like Lucas Glover. I will play him. And here's another guy that I can't ever get right as far as winning, and I just don't know if he's ever going to win. And, I, and, as, and I, as a matter of fact, I've gone on record as saying this guy will never win you any money. Well, I think if you actually can play him in the right spots, and that's at 5-1, to one, guess. Luke List yep. for a top 20, I think makes some sense here. You literally said two weeks ago you will, he will never make anybody any money. And here you are. Well, I'm, and now I'm saying he's going to make you money for a top 20 bet. I found a bet where he can make you money. I mean, top 20's top 20. been around for a minute, I'm pretty sure. I know, but but yeah, just for some reason, the epiphany just struck me for Luke List to finish top 20 this week. He has a top 10 here, by the way, last year. So it's not like he can't do it. So I like him. And then Brendan Steele, his wonderful swing and all that you love. At seven to one plus seven hundred, I think it's also a good play here. At to- as a top twenty. All right, there you go. There you have it. Uh, Outright's top twenties. Uh, I will have DB's Big Balls betting card published on TourJunkies.com for free on Wednesday by noon at the latest. Uh, so get that. Pat will have Pat's. Not that anyone really cares. Betting card published on Twitter and in the Nut Hut late on Wednesday. We'll be in the Nut Hut chatting it up with everybody on Wednesday. Get a you know we'll get a feel for tea time advantages weather everything's shaking out throughout the week um, so we'll have a little better understanding of what's going on there uh, for now Pat let's get into uh, the hottest topic of you know the week really of the last week and that has been the Brooks Kepka Bryson DeChambeau beef if you will just want to. You know, throw our two cents in there because, I mean, it's not like, you know, you can't find this in every effing corner of the internet right now. So, we, you know, we figured we want to get in on the action. Bryson is very much talked about on this podcast, as, as is Brooks. You know, we've had interactions with Brooks. Brooks has been an interview on the show a long time ago. We had Brooks on the show. You can go listen to that on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's not on YouTube, but it is on all our podcast sources. Uh, you know, I famously asked Brooks a question in the press room at the Players' Championship in 2020 that he uh, uh, he kind of uh, alphaed me a little bit, but that's that's kind of what he does. But it's a Brooks-Bryson debate, you know, and uh, I, I'm not going to recap what all happened, but we all know that uh, Brooks, in this interview that was leaked by Golf Channel, clearly thinks Bryson is a total tool, okay? So you had you had the whole thing, you had the whole video get released, 9 million views or whatever in like 24 hours. Then you had the match was announced where Brooks tweeted at Aaron Rodgers and said, sorry, bro, because he's got to play with Bryson. And Bryson fires back with the old, glad to know I'm living in your head, rent-free Brooks that mm. no one has ever thought of before. That was a new one. 
Um, oh, my favorite part is Bryson's, uh, right after it all dropped, we find Bryson on his Instagram stories doing this. What, what, what is that? Like, what, what were those things? Those were not curls. Also, that was really loud. I'm sorry. Those were not curls. Those were, I'm not really sure what those were, but he's doing those. You had Jenna's coffee on her Instagram story where they put Bryson's face in her coffee. The video gets taken down. Um, there was the video going around of, of, at the PGA about fans calling Bryson Brooksy, telling him, good job, Brooksy. Uh, I that, love that. One. That really pissed him off. But th- these guys have a history. You had Brooks calling him out for 20, in 2019 for slow play. You had Bryson making the Brooks doesn't have abs. I have abs comment. You had Brooks saying, well, I got these trophies. I'm, too, I'm you know, on my way to a six-pack. You had Brooks tweeting the Kenny Powers on steroids gif, which I'm a huge Eastbound and Down fan all of a sudden now, so I love that. Um, all that kind of stuff. All kind of stuff. Actually, I found one today that I didn't know even existed, Pat. I don't even know that you know this. Ooh. Did you know that in November, Brooks, uh, Brooks uh, Barstool Sports, Brooks FaceTimed Big Cat from Pardon My Take. What is going on? What is producer Sam doing? Uh, Brooks FaceTimed Big Cat during a 51 Strokes podcast recording with Caleb Presley. And did you know that at one point, uh, Brooks said, oh, uh, he said to, to Caleb Presley, he said, oh, you're gonna, if you're going to work with Bryson's coach and be affiliated with Bryson, are you going to wear a paper boy hat? <laughs> a paper boy hat. I freaking love that. Um, so there's a lot of beef here. There's a lot of beef. So I guess the question is, Pat, do you think it's real? Do you think the beef is real? Or is this a play for the, the player impact program money? Who wins in a fight, in a real fight? What do you think about the whole situation? Throw in your two cents. Let's, let's hear it. Oh, you ask a lot in that, that, that one question. Was a, that was a three-parter, I believe. Um, and here's the thing. I, I do think that it's real. Uh, I do think it got a little bit more contrived after, um, after it kind of started, you know, with some of the tweeting back and forth, especially with, uh, you know, the Phil Mickelson match with Aaron Rodgers and Brady and Bryson and, you know, Brooks throughout that. I think that part of it with those tweets was a little more contrived. I think the original thing, though, with the video that happened at the PGA Championship where Bryson walks by and, um, you know, Brooks just has a great all-time demeanor. Like, just the eye roll, and then, like, just can't even go forward with his interview. It has to stop and then say something about, like, I can't just with all that bullshit going on or whatever he said. Like, that was great. Um, and I think that was very genuine, um, but I do think it got a little bit contrived after that. And it, and it probably what had to do something with the, 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 you know, the player impact program for the PGA tour that they've got going on with social media and whatever else. But, um, the, the questions that have, are always, you know, are you team Bryson? Or are you team Brooks? I am, uh, definitely team Brooks, even though he changed like, look, Brooks 
there was a 24 hour period where I, was, I couldn't stand Brooks because of what he said. Yeah, it lasted. It crowd. did only last 24 hours. Though. I'm with you. I didn't like his response yeah. to the PGA, but then this happened. I'm like, okay, I'm back in. Yeah, I was like back in on on Brooks, and I, I like his attitude. He just doesn't give a damn and whatever else. But there's a part of me that just feels like this is like we're at Panama City Beach, and Bryson <laughs> is a is a Sigma Kappa, and Brooks is a Kappa new or some crap. And they like have this like beef against each other and they can't, they, they just, they're going to have a fight on Panama city beach on those white Sandy beaches with their white claws in their hands and whatever else is. And they, they can't, and they, they just chug beers and they're like, they, they can't even, they just, they got problems with each other, but they don't even really know why. But but one of them is uh, just going to be petty about this, and I just there, there's something about it just like a frat boy standoff that that really kind of yeah I don't really yeah Brooks is wearing like a seashell anklet and yeah um, yeah and Bryce is wearing a tank but Bryson's top. like he's part of like the the like the 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 fraternity that loves to like work out a ton and and, and Brooks still does that. But they have the better, they have the hotter looking girls yeah. in their fraternity. Yeah. But and so Bryson's probably a little jealous of that. But he's still like going to just show off his muscles and everything. Like that's that's the whole vibe I get between the two. And that, it's kind of off putting. It's a yeah, little bit off putting. It kind of is. I, speaking of that, speaking of vibe, like if you watch Bryson's YouTube videos, which I do because I look for reasons to go off on Bryson, but. He's hanging out with what I looked with, with. They look like high school kids. I know they're not, and I'm getting old. That's why I'm 37. They all start looking like high, they look younger and younger the older I get. But he's like hanging out with this little fraternity of guys that like you know shit and giggle all over themselves with everything he says and does. It's just kind of weird. I feel like I feel like this. I feel like the disdain for Bryson is real from Brooks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think the disdain for Brooks from Bryson is not real. I think Bryson is a guy that wants to be liked by everyone. He, I agree. There, there are some people who just they they care to be liked by everyone. I, I tend to not be that guy and don't, don't really care to be that guy. I don't think Brooks is that guy. I think Brooks is perfectly fine if you don't like him. I, I genuinely do. Oh, he definitely does not get. But a Brooks shit or like Bryson him. wants everybody to like him. But then when he get, when he finds a guy like Brooks who's kind of an alpha dog who's a, who's you know on his level who's a major champion multiple times like who's doing his thing he's gonna he's gonna fight back because that's all he can really do he doesn't have a choice it's not like he's gonna win him over like Bryson's not gonna win him over so he's like okay well I guess I'll get in the fight and do my thing um, I don't know I, I don't think either one of these guys are doing anything to this point for the the pip money. To this point, I don't think any of it's been thought. I don't think it's been thought that far through. I I think both of them are making so much damn money. It, I don't know how much they've even thought about it anyway. Honestly, um, they'll they'll be in the well. Running. Do we think they're even thinking this through? Like both of their minds. That's are, what I'm saying. I don't know. They they're are. Si- they're simple minded individuals. Even though Bryson is supposed to be so smart, I feel like part of his mind is as simple as it gets. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think either one of them are. Like, I don't think this is a coup to, to like work a, you know, a pip thing into their favor. I just don't. I don't believe that that's happening. I think there is some genuine, genuine dislike there on Brooks's end. There is zero chance the USGA pairs them together in the U.S. Open. There's zero chance the PJ Tour pairs them together. 
um, by choice on Thursdays or fr- on Thursday or Friday. We just have to all pray and hope that they finish in, in the correct order on Saturday and Sunday to get paired together and have a little drama. The Ryder Cup is obviously going around. That whole thing's going around. They won't be paired together in the Ryder Cup. I do think there there is some legitimate dislike. I just don't think Brooks likes him, uh, and I don't blame him. I'm Team Brooks in this situation, even though, yes, for like 24 hours, I kind of didn't like. We talked about it a little bit on last week's show. For like about 24 hours, I thought Brooks got kind of out alphaed by Phil and became the beta for a minute. But I'm kind of back in, and um, yeah, I just, I, I'm never going to be a Team Bryson guy. There's literally not a chance I'm going to be a team. He can go yeah, back to his house in Dallas and play around with his little high school, maybe barely out of high school buddies, and you know play Fortnite and make videos about his life and hit balls really hard and far on his simulator. And Brooks, in the meantime, I mean, th- this is what Bryson's doing right now. If you're watching on YouTube, here's Bryson playing ping pong. <laughs> the ping pong simulator. Yeah, here, here's Bryson. I actually am impressed by Like, I wouldn't mind. Like, if I was bored one night and I wanted to play some ping pong yeah. with myself, Yeah, I would like to have that machine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I, I guess I would, too. I just would never, put, I would never put it on YouTube, ever. But, I mean, here he is. Mm. Anyway, um, and Bryson's doing, I mean, Brooks is doing things with his girl. And just doing this. Apparently, Bryson has a girlfriend, but very few people can confirm. All right, that's enough of that. That's that's it. That you've heard plenty of takes on that. Maybe ours was unique. Maybe it wasn't. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging out with the Tour Junkies, bringing you the betting picks that you need for the Memorial. Don't forget to check out TourJunkies.com, DB's Big Balls betting card, and make sure you join the Nut Hut. We'll be chatting it up in there. It'll be a good time. Thanks for everybody watching. Don't forget in the YouTube comments, are you team Are you team Brooks or are you team Bryson or are you team neither? And do you think that it's all made up or not? Give us your thoughts in the comments. Help us out and have a great week. All right, let's let's win one. We need one. Let's let's get a hit this yeah. week. All right, I would love it to be. Uh, I'd love it to be Aaron Weiss at 160 to one. That'd be a, mm. a mm-hmm. dirt McGirt kind of hit. Actually, probably be a little better. Dirt McGirt must have been like 400 to one. All right, here we go. Yeah. Have a great week for the memorial. See ya. Out.